0: First and only review of the day is going to be for the anime series Samurai Shampoo. Samurai Shampoo is another series from the famed uh anime creator here, uh Shinichiro Watanabe. Uh, who did Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop, which a lot of people consider one of the greatest uh, animes of all time. Like we talked about when we discussed the movie just recently. Um, probably one of the top five animes. A lot of people bring it up. A great introduction starter anime for a lot of people, Cowboy Bebop is. Uh, they they just, yeah, I think if you want to get into anime and want to get something to ease people into it, yeah, start people off with uh, Cowboy Bebop. Real short and sweet. And this is very much... I think a great starter anime as well. Nothing crazy happening here. There's no tentacle monster. There's no uh, people with objects coming out of their head or nothing like that. Uh, it's just super simple. You know, you have samurais in the Edo period. That's what you got here. Um, and the two samurais that you have here are Mugen, uh, Mugen and uh, Jen here. You also have another part of their trio is Fu. Um, so simple story here is they have a chance meeting here where they all kind of get together and they end up becoming the bodyguards of Fu because she tasked them out with a help, help her with a mission. And that is finding the uh, samurai that smells of flowers. Um, and, you know, she has this big mission of going to find him and she enlists the help of these two samurais. And these two samurais are very much polar opposite of each other. Uh, Mugen is very much of an unorthodox street urchin, vagabond type figure. Uh, Jen is much more of a disciplined uh, samurai, you know, very much follows the teachings of the ways of the samurai, uh, and, and very much more kind of reserved, calm, level headed of one of the two. And throughout the series, and this is also a short series, just like with Cowboy Bebop as well, 26 episodes, gets in, gets out, um, and it follows their adventures, follows them kind of running into all these kind of different adventures while they're trying in the midst of their journey to find the, the samurai that smells of flowers. And you, throughout the series, you learn more about the characters. You learn more about um, their backstory, uh, them as people. And then throughout that journey, they also, of course, like any of these journeys, when you see kind of a trio of characters, they get closer uh, to each other there. Um, so, and was this your first time uh, seeing this series?
1: Yes, it was, actually. I'd never watched this one before. Okay, and what are your thoughts? First time viewing it? Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things, I first off, I, I wanted to know what Champloo meant i was like what, what does that actually mean what's the significance of the title so i looked into it and it's a uh, uh an expression from okinawa originally and it means to kind of make things up as you go along or improvise which is very very fitting right i think this show is it's you're sticking with the same set of characters, but it's almost an anthology in just how disparate the episodes are. Something you got like a baseball episode, you got kind of a zombie episode, you got like a art smuggling episode. It's all—it's all very, except for like I'd say what the last like two or three, where it really kind of starts to tell a more straightforward, bigger narrative. But it does, I think still have some interesting and deep themes going on, even though it is maybe on the surface, you could look at it as, you know, more just kind of a fun adventure story. But I think, uh, you know, the idea of making it up as you go along and then the kind of stated goal, right? Finding the samurai that smells of sunflowers. And they say this a little ways into the show, but I, I right away, I was like, don't sunflowers just not smell? And, and they don't, they don't have a scent to them at all. And so it kind of made me think of a, a lot of like old Eastern or especially like Chinese proverbs you hear. There's uh, there's the one about the the sound of one hand clapping and certain things. They're they're very um, statements that kind of point out contradictions about life. And I think this shows kind of point that I really took away from it was all about how there kind of is no true purpose to life like no specific stated objective correct purpose to to life as it's ongoing and i think that's the big thing with all of these characters is that they're all kind of searching for something this this greater purpose to them and they 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 feel like their lives are almost stuck because they don't have some grand purpose and i think doing it in this way where it's just all these one-off adventures i think it's trying to kind of point out a folly that is in a lot of western culture where i think we are more obsessed with the idea that there is some absolutely necessary goal or purpose that life must fulfill and this show's kind of saying you know it's more about the path going along the path that you go with people that you care about rather than there being one correct path. Oh. Yeah.
0: It's not the journey, it's the destination. I mean, it's not the Ex- destination, it's the, it's the journey there.
1: Yeah, uh. I think that's very much what it's saying.
0: Yeah. Um, so, you know, the series, um, so I saw the English dub. I always watch the English dub of this. I'd seen this way back when it premiered on Tsunami know, um, yeah, this was one of those shows, as we always mentioned, something like Cowboy Bebop. It was good, You know, introduced you to anime, introduced you to kind of the beginning of all that and kind of really got me into it uh, for a lot of people, um, did that, that block and line up there. Um, and this was one of those shows and especially the music of it. That was also a big get to it of how it uses a lot of hip hop, which also um, they did, which was also a, a big theme in the Cowboy Bebop as well. They mixed a lot of jazz and hip hop. Watanabe has that very uh, good ear for music. And the producer of this, uh, Nujabe's, uh who was the producer on this show, unfortunately, he passed away. He passed away in 2010 uh, at a young age. He was like 36. But he's the one that did. He's a famous uh, Japanese producer, audio engineer, uh, did a lot of work on the soundtrack. And that's also one thing about this that's really incredibly memorable uh, about this show is the soundtrack, like the moments that they, where they do a lot of uh, uh, hip-hop. They do a lot of... And normally, we, we talk about like shows and movies that are set in the past, And how they have like a modern sound to it, it kind of throws you off uh, to things. But here, it it just kind of it fits. Why do you think it like it fits here as opposed to something like we saw in Blue Eye Samurai, where all of a sudden they play like Metallica, and it just feels kind of out of place? Why Why do you think that is?
1: Well, I think that's because the whole the whole of Samurai Champloo is is very anachronistic, right? Like from doing like a full on kind of zombie episode. To so your like a baseball comedy, it is, it, and it's constantly throwing modern vernacular around in the dialogue. I think it, I think it works because it, it the whole thing is imagined as this meeting of the past and the present. Like oh, a, a small detail that I was a really big fan of was they would use their record skip sound effect, but they would actually skip into a different scene with it too. So it wasn't just that the sound was skipping it there was something actually about the story that was skipping and i I think it's i think it's because it's all it's all fleshed out so well and incorporated into the storytelling and the the themes that are being displayed whereas some some like blue-eyed samurai you know i don't think the music really had a whole lot to do with the narrative it was just that the music was cool so let's put it over a fight scene
0: Mm. yeah good point there um and i say like it's not trying to adhere to any real history because it's like a fictionalized Edo period of Japan there. Um, even though it deals with, you know, like I said, there's some kind of out there things like the zombie kind of aspect as well um, of it. You see that also the way that these people fight. I mean, some of the samurais, it's not anything too supernatural, but you know, like it's an anime. So you got to like hyper, you know, build it up and, you know, make it kind of like, you know, I mean, uh, you know, fictional in the way superhero, like the way they kind of fight and where they fight certain enemies you know, in their abilities, like you have a blind woman who's a master fighter. Uh, that kind of even t- at some points best them, uh, Mugen and uh, jen there, which is which is interesting. So you have that kind of you know element of there, and it, like that anime that kind of that kind of brings it up, and you see it as well, like in you know, the personality there, of even just the way that they fight. You know, like I said, Mugen is very undisciplined. He's, he's not trained at all. Um, so, the way that he kind of fights is like he mixes kind of like break dancing and kind of this unpredictable element. And at first, when Jin and Mugen, when they first meet each other, they're enemies, you know, at first. They're ready to kill each other at first. And, you know, Jin finds it super difficult to beat him because it's like, he's like, I, don't, I can't tell what you're doing. You know, like you're just moving around all over the place. It's not style I've never seen before. It's almost like, in some ways, like when Spider Man fights people in a way he's like, son, unorthodox. It's like, you know, even when you have enemies like Taskmaster fight them, it's like, And I was like, I can't really read his movements because it is so kind of unorthodox and so kind of unplanned. It's kind of hard to get a a great beat on him. Um, But, you know, you see that of like just in the way they fight, you can tell the differences between them. Like Jin is in an actual stance as opposed to Mugen, who just he he doesn't even really hold two hands on his sword. Uh, He just kind of uses one arm and just uses sheer force there to do it Um, and kind of swing in there. Um, and then with the voice cast here, great voice cast. You have Steve Bloom, uh, Steve Bloom who people will know, he's Spike Spiegel and uh, Cowboy Bebop. He returns here as Moogan here. Um, you have Kirk Thornton, who plays Jin, and you also have Kerry Walgreen, who plays Fu here. Um, again, really great English uh, dub with this. Um, I think, is it one of the cases you think where people kind of prefer the English dub as opposed to the Japanese dub
1: with this? Yeah, for everything I can tell, I try and research each show that we're going to talk about and, and see what generally seems to be considered the better version. I think this, yeah, this 100% goes on the, the same shelf with Cowboy Bebop, a lot of the Studio Ghibli catalog, Yu Yu show, where the English dub just has so much personality and it feels, because it's such a kind of clash of Western and Eastern sensibilities in a single project it all feels really natural to have it in, in the English language.
0: Mm. Yeah, because it, it feels kind of so American-Western in, in the way that it is, plus with the hip-hop, like you said, all those kind of... So when you bring in the English kind of maybe voice cast there, it kind of fits uh, there. It doesn't feel too out of place there when they kind of do it, uh, which is really nice. And of course, I mean, Steve Bloom always does an amazing job uh, there and all these words very got a very identifiable voice. Uh, there. I think him and Christopher Sabat, um, very identifiable mm-hmm. people will know that voice right away uh, from their childhood there. Um, watching the series, you know, 26 episodes there, and this doesn't have a movie. I don't Sam which example, uh I don't think, has a movie. Uh, I don't believe. I want to uh, say I
1: read that they maybe talked about doing one, but it just never quite came together.
0: Yeah, which is a shame. I think I would, I would love to kind of see a movie there of this. Um, yeah, I, I mean, so you think it, you know, You see kind of so many similarities between this and Cowboy Bebop. Uh, I think of, like, you have the Mugen character who isn't like Spike. I mean, he's much more dishonorable as when you first meet him than Spike is. Um, They're like Spike, generally, I mean, at his heart, even though he acts like he doesn't care, he cares. You know, Mugen seems like a guy that would definitely leave you for dead and and rob your (laughs) corpse, I mean, you know, if you really wanted to there. Um, You know, do you see this kind of being on par with Cowboy Bebop, Samurai Shampoo?
1: I don't, I, you know, Cowboy Bebop for me is like top two of all time. It's, it's, it's so dear to my heart, but I do think this is at least approaching it in quality. Even if I don't maybe like it quite as much. Um, like I, like I was saying, I think, you know, I think there's a lot more depth to the themes than, than it might appear at a, at a first glance with uh, it's almost the, uh, Cowboy Bebop was very much about letting go of the past and being able to live in the present and i think this is more about uh each individual's care character kind of learning to appreciate the difference between isolation and solitude if that makes sense mm.
0: yeah. because like we see these characters very much on their own like i said mugen he grew up on his own orphan uh there Jin, uh ever since like he you know Learned kind of like he invested all his time into studying, you know, being a samurai that led to him being kind of isolated from other people. Uh, he talks about his story, how he killed his former master and that kind of isolated him, you know, away from, you know, all the students that they were with him. So he's just kind of been mostly on his own um, and them kind of forming together to make this, you know, weird kind of friendship bond that they kind of have with each other. Because at any point, you know, there's points where. You know they're looking for this like you know a, a samurai that smells of sunflowers. Like why the fuck are we doing this again? Like why don't we just leave? Like you know because they're not even getting paid by her. Um, this you know, is like Yeah, you know it's just like you know she they kind of owe they owe her a life debt because she saved um, you know her life and then they flip the coin and it's like okay heads or tails you know okay we'll go with you uh but it's, that's why they kind of just stick with her but at multiple points they could just go like you know what i'm just gonna leave but then they just keep coming back um there and they just go like okay we'll we'll stick it out and we'll go here and we'll go there with you um what do you think about them together you think it's it's a really great trio there
1: yeah i, th- I think it's a very solid trio i think they they all like i was saying with Bridget, the the whole idea of them kind of learning the difference between isolation and solitude i think they're all of these all three of them find a peace of themselves in each other and as they develop and appreciate those pieces of each other more when they then do separate at the end and you have that that kind of end of the journey going to go our separate ways moment it feels like well now they're they're happy to be on their own they don't feel isolated it's not forced on them the way it was at the beginning because they have they have created these real human bonds and real human connections and it made the journey worth it, regardless of what the destination was. Mm. Yeah,
0: I would say very much so. Um, And when you watch the episodes, a lot of two-parters, you know, we'll see the episode, so the story kind of continues there. Um, You'll see a lot of, like, to be continued, and they'll carry on, like, a part two, and then the finale is, like, a three-parter that they have there to do the finale. Did you like that? Uh, Like, them being a lot of two-parters
1: there? Yeah, it worked for, it totally worked for me. I thought the format worked through the the whole time. Uh, You tell on these stories that are a little, that are mostly unconnected outside of just sharing these couple of characters. Uh, I think having a lot of them be two parters like that, it helps that you, you can kind of develop the the characters that are one-offs in each little story that way. and, And I think they do a good job with it. All those characters that they only appear for two episodes and they're gone for the rest of the show. Those characters do get to actually feel fleshed out. I think with two episodes in a way where if you if you tried to cram it into just a single one each time might not be as successful. Yeah,
0: I come across some interesting people. I mentioned the blind woman there who they meet, who's like a singer, um, and then you know she's actually a secret assassin who's meant to kill them, um, which is good. She has like a good uh, storyline. Then you meet a person who's a thief um, and how they kind of form a bond with them, and then they end up getting killed um there was an episode um uh, what was the episode what was it um oh where jin kind of falls in love with this woman there um they go to a lot of a lot of cat houses uh in this yeah. you'll see you'll see that kind of recurring theme uh there um and then you do have a narration in, uh, over this uh, who are not any of the main characters uh but it's like they kind of tell about more of the historical stuff of the period in time they kind of give more backstory to that um, and I guess Edo, I don't know if you know much about the Edo period at all, but
1: some, not, I'm certainly no know, ex- oh.
0: Okay, because they say in the show, I don't know how true this is they do say in the show that it was a very sexual time, that a uh, very sexually liberated period of time even being openly gay was apparently seen as more in than being straight, or being uh, heterosexual, so um, don't know if that's exactly true, but Okay, I mean, I guess that's the reason why you see a lot of that kind of going on here, why they do a lot of kind of cat houses uh, there that you see in the series.
1: Logan um, gets drugged and like knocked out by what, like three different women in like com- three completely different episodes throughout the show.
0: Yeah, do you think and does he, he fall in? Uh, does he fall in your like aggressively horny uh, anime thing that you don't like?
1: No, I, I don't think so. I think he he is a womanizer character for sure, but. I don't know. He 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 might make some dirty comments here and there, but every time he does, it's framed as everybody else going with like, ugh, this pig again. It's never like... I think what, what really bothers me is when it's like casual, like on non-consensual stuff and then it's very... It's treated as like very silly comedy. Like, oh, haha, that's just how that guy is. Um, when it's like a character trait and other characters are like, ugh, then it's I think it's much more digestible because it's clearly not meant to be funny or a good thing that this behavior is happening. So here I I don't have an issue.
0: Okay, all right, it's good to know. Um, yeah. Uh, which I thought, yeah. So, man, I, I do love this cast. a lot. I do love them kind of all together. They work really well together. Um, and I think they do balance each. Like I said, they kind of add each part of the like what's missing from each other. Uh, which is really good. Um, any kind of are you any low point for this in the series 3
1: honestly I really can't think of one I um, I mean if if I was gonna say anything I mean it's maybe I do wish it was maybe a little longer I uh, just like the characters themselves right their foo in particular going like oh, I wish wish this wasn't wasn't ending or I wish this would keep going uh, it even having watched it only just now for the first time there is almost this sense of nostalgia i can kind of pick up on where it feels like going back to see some old friends in a way
0: mm. yeah i mean yeah i it, you said that they were there was a possibility of a movie um i know Watanabe he's he's gonna like you mentioned the lazarus project that he's gonna do mm. this um this new anime movie there um have you ever heard him kind of you know, had thoughts of revisiting older projects that he's done, like going back to Cowboy Bebop,
1: like going back to Samurai Shampoo, anything like that? Not that I've seen, but to be fair, I have not read a, a whole lot of interviews. And so I I guess I, I don't know if it's something that he's been, if he's considered at all. I, I'd be curious to know, though.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's, you know, maybe he's learned from his animes. Don't go back in the past. Maybe he's like, you know, that's done. Yeah.
1: You know, I mean, you like, know, there's there's a lot of things that are, you know, big IPs and franchises. They just kind of go on forever. I, I think it's, it's really nice to sometimes have something that's just this nice little package. It says what it wants to say. It gets, gets out. It doesn't take up a ton of time. It's memorable because there's less of it. Uh, it's more special because there's less of it. And uh, it, I really do appreciate creators that, that have the sense to not do that because I, I feel like that doesn't happen that often. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah. So I, yeah. Uh, and this hasn't had a live action adaptation yet, so it, I I don't think it's had a live action adaptation. So it stayed safe though. Uh, yeah. It's not like Cowboy Bebop. Um, which do you know what he said about the live action Cowboy Bebop? Do you know he?
1: I I feel like I remember him saying something about not liking it but I, I couldn't tell you specifically
0: yeah i think he's uh i don't know if i if i heard him say he didn't want to watch it or he wasn't gonna watch it or uh something because like he wasn't involved at yeah all
1: something that. like that he he didn't seem very impressed yeah which i understand how he feels
0: yeah. <laughs> um does this kind of seem both these series kept with about now and then samurai shampoo does it make you want to go check out Space Dandy? because uh, that's the series I haven't seen Space Dandy myself, and that's one of the Watanabe series there.
1: You know, I I did I tried watching it back when it first came out, and I, I bounced off of it, and I remember just I remember thinking it's it's a little more on the hyper silly end of anime. And not that Shamrag Jam Blue can't be silly and comedic. A lot of it is silly and comedic, but there's just a certain tone or a certain execution to the comedy that I just think feels more natural and organic. Uh, whereas, I don't know, Space Andy just felt, I don't know, chaotically silly. I don't know. It, it's something where I've I've put it on my watch list. It's been like 10 years, maybe, since that that happened, since it came out, and, and I, I didn't really get into it. So I want to try and give it another chance, because I do really like Shinichiro Lantanabe's work. Um, but my memory of it was not I don't know. It just didn't grab me personally. Yeah.
0: Well, even though it doesn't have a live-action adaptation or you know a movie, it does have a video game. They did make a Samurai Shinto video game. Cool. Uh, wow. Was this? Is, would this be something you'd be interested in playing?
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess. Uh, I guess I'd, I'd check out some reviews from back then and see uh, what people thought about it. But that doesn't look bad. the The motion of it looks pretty smooth. I assume it was PlayStation Two, probably. Yeah, this uh, was PlayStation 2. Yeah. I, I'd be curious to at least give it a shot. Uh yeah, this is PlayStation 2.
0: I mean, they seem to like they got some of it down. They got like how he kind of breakdances, how he kind of gets that down. Uh fight there.
1: Um mm-hmm. pretty... yeah, there was a Cowboy Bebop game on the PlayStation 2 as well.
0: Yeah. Um I actually have never seen let me pull that up real quick. I actually haven't seen that myself. And this is called Samurai Shampoo Sidetracked, um is what it's okay. called. It came out in 06. Um, is when this came out. Um, what, do you think oh, you would? Uh,
1: oh, oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, oh, I was just to say another clever. I think, and maybe this isn't intentional, but I I feel like it could be another clever thing about you know having every episode be kind of a two parter. Is it's almost like you're flipping the tape in a way to get to so you're playing the other side of the tape to get the other half of the of the story each time. Oh yeah, that's a good thing. And then
0: like when you see the intro, you also see like a disc spinning. So. It's like, yeah. yeah, you know, B-sides maybe of it where you got to kind of get out part two there. Um, so it's definitely more musically involved than Cowboy Bebop was, um, I would say, than, than uh, yeah his previous series there. But let me see if I can pull up yeah, Cowboy Bebop there. But do you think Watanabe, you think up there with like one of the better, you know, mangaka anime kind of creators there or?
1: Yeah, yeah, I, he's he's uh, he's one of my favorites, hands down. I mean, I uh, like I said, Cowboy Bebop was it was kind of my big childhood one, and it's not been knocked down that list, uh, to this day. And that I've, the last couple of years, I've watched quite a lot more, and uh, it still sits at that top spot for me.
0: Yeah, and this is the Cowboy Bebop video game right here. Um, this was also PlayStation. Um, uh, not that exciting so far, but I mean we. No. You
1: know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and you know, a lot of those PS2 tie-in games were not the best. Yeah, uh, yeah, Let's see that.
0: Okay, looks decent though. It looks. I mean, I'd be interested to maybe check it out. Um, has uh, I don't know anime games have a spotty record, uh, for sure.
1: Yeah, there's not a ton of particularly good ones. There, I feel like there's a bunch of Okay ones is probably the best I could say.
0: Yeah. So is that.
1: Um so do you think Sam Rushable,
0: you think it ended well? You think it had yeah, a end? yeah
1: I think I think that those themes about uh, them, them all kind of absorbing pieces of each other to complete themselves, uh, it changing from Being alone, being isolation, too, at the end, I think it's solitude, right? This much more positive kind of idea and and peace with oneself and being able to go separate ways. But for it to not be a bad thing, I think all of those themes really come together at the end. And And I think the show, again, despite being so, you know, not focused on telling one particular story the whole time, I think those themes are present the whole time. I think it'd be really easy to gloss over those and say, this show's just not that deep. But I think there is that point that's being reinforced, even when it is jumping from narrative to narrative. And yeah, yeah, those last couple episodes, I think they they really tie a a pretty perfect ribbon on that. If they did a movie, I honestly kind of would want it to be something like how the Cowboy Bebop movie takes place before the show ends.
0: Mm. Okay, nothing after um yeah it was great going back and revisiting this i mean it's a quick watch 26 episodes there uh each episode is about 20 something minutes so you can get through it pretty nicely um knows when to get in get out um again amazing soundtrack of this show uh that really sucks you in and the personality of it uh really good characters as well um they're that are very engaging um how they kind of balance all each other out uh you know throughout the episode seeing kind of these different adventures that they go on all are very interesting did you have a like a favorite episode of yours that you really love
1: uh you know i, I think my favorite was the last two or three kind okay. of right at the end just because they the themes came together so so well but i really uh if i had to pick one that was that one it was more of a one-off i thought the zombie movie episode was very fun it was very like Kind of George Romero, Night of the Living Dead, zombie. I thought I, I don't know that that just spoke to me because I'm a horror guy. But
0: yeah, that one was really funny, especially the reveal there that what they've been doing all that time. Like that was that was pretty good. Uh, normally, I would hate an episode like this because I hated it in Jujutsu Kaisen, but the baseball episode I actually
1: thought was kind of funny. Uh, I thought that was very fun here. Yeah, I, I, I totally am with you.
0: Yeah, because it was like Americans versus Japanese in baseball, and yeah, I thought that was. I thought that was funny. I thought that was kind of really well done. Uh, when they first meet each other, the first episode, I thought it was really great. first episode where they actually meet each other and they fight each other. Um, and they progressively, they get into fights throughout the series as well, um, trying to kill each other and Fu has to kind of break it up uh, between them. Uh, it's always a really good time. But yeah, I mean, this is, yeah. If you've never seen this series before, I highly remen- uh, recommend checking it out. Um, it is a lot of fun. Um, still holds up. The animation still looks really good too, um, even after all this time. Uh, Because this is over two decades old, uh, almost, uh, since this uh, came out. Uh, This came out in 2004, yeah. So this was 20 years. Um, Uh,
1: 20 years, hey, good timing.
0: Yeah, 20th anniversary of this. So this was really nice that we got to review this. Um, Yeah, it's available on multiple platforms. You can watch it on Hulu. You can watch it on Prime if you want. I watched it and watch it on Hulu there. Um, I'm pretty sure it's probably on Crunchyroll as well, I'm pretty sure. That's where I watched it. Yeah, it's on Crunchyroll there. They got all that's the anime hub right there. They got everything. Um, so you can watch it there as well. Um, yeah. What rating would you give Samurai
1: Shampoo? Uh yeah, I was trying to decide between because I I, I really do have no complaints. Um I think I'd give this this I think I'd do this a cinema. I, I have I really have no flaws that I I have anywhere in this that bothered me. I was with it the whole time, engaged. I I try. I generally say, uh, you know, if I'm really, really loving something, um, you know, I, I, it's catching my attention. I don't even look away from the screen. It's that's the kind of at the top spot for me. Like, there's not a second where I felt, oh, it's slow or the pacing's off. Um, This, yeah, every part of this worked for me. The characters are so great. I think it it gives a really great life lesson that people think today really need to hear more especially in the West. Uh, yeah, yeah, total. This is cinema
0: for me. Uh,
1: yeah, I think I would kind of go highish peak there.
0: I think something like Cowboy Bebop is, this is cinema. I think it's hard to top that um, there, but I think he did come close with this. Um, so I'd kind of give it a peak there. Um, man, a lot of personality in this series, just dripping oozing there. Um, that I really loved a lot. Um, so yeah, very much a peak for Samurai Shampoo there.
1: Um, I'm definitely picking up a physical edition of this as soon as I can.
0: Yeah, um, I heard the if you get the manga as well, there's like extra stuff in the manga, like extra oh. scenes and everything like that. And if this is, um, I don't know if this is how true it is, but this is from like um, comic book rant here. Um, this is there have been a uh, few different interpretations of the title since it's very easy for the Japanese language to contain multitude of puns and really uh, any little string of characters. The word shampoo comes from the word for Japanese stir-fry dish. Uh, mm-hmm. Although that's not likely to be uh, the meaning intended by Watanabe, a more likely explanation is that it's supposed to imply remix, uh, which definitely uh, makes sense given the hip-hop nature of the show and the constant uh, anachronisms featured in the series. So
1: if people want to know
0: that right there. That could be an explanation there. Um, that
1: fits pretty well with the explanation, the non
0: Yeah, and Mugen, uh, his name uh, is yet another pun, means without limitation. Um, is what his name means there. Um, So, yeah, just a little fun little, you know, Samurai Shampoo facts there, uh, if people didn't know. So, yeah, you gave it this is cinema. I gave it a peek for Samurai Shampoo.